I'm angry at what's going on at some American universities and colleges. The faculty is exploiting their position not to teach students how to think, but to tell them what to believe, to tell them what to think. At the University of Chicago, the faculty is determined what they believe about colonialism and exploitation. At the University of San Francisco State, they have decided that it's okay for students to be educated by a convicted terrorist, but not by the mayor of Jerusalem. This is not education, this is propaganda, and it poses a great danger for the future of America. I'm Alan Dershowitz, and this is The Der Show. Do you know what's going on at the colleges and universities that your children may be attending, your nephews may be attending, your brothers and sisters may be attending? Let me give you some disturbing information about what's going on at least at certain colleges and universities today. You know, I taught at Harvard for 50 years. During that 50-year period, I tried my best never to teach students what to think. I tried hard to teach them how to think, how to analyze issues, how to come to their own conclusions. A professor is not entitled to make students believe certain things. Students have a right to come to a university with a set of beliefs, they have a right to leave the university with that set of beliefs or any other set of beliefs based on their own thinking, their own intuition, their own values. It's not the job of faculty members to propagandize. Well, let me tell you what's going on at two universities in the news today. One of them a private university, the other a public university, both very distinguished places of learning. The first is the University of Chicago, which according to reports in newspapers today, have decided that the English department is now going to be dedicated to a particular political point of view. Um, the professors all got together, and I'm quoting now, stood with the Black Lives Matter movement and those lives lost to police brutality and committed themselves as a staff, quote, to the struggle of black and indigenous people and all racialized and dispossessed people against inequality and brutality. Well, that sounds fine. As an individual, I certainly support that. But as a professor, I would never commit my department or my university to one point of view. Black Lives Matter, for example, in their program, in their policy statements, declare Israel to be a genocidal apartheid state. I don't agree with that. Obviously, it's not true. It's, again, propaganda. So I don't support the program and platform of the Black Lives Movement. I support the concept, but that's an individual choice for me to make. And here's what the department says. It issues this statement. English as a discipline. We're talking about Shakespeare now. English as a discipline has a long history of providing aesthetic rationalizations for colonization, exploitation, extraction, and anti-blackness. Our discipline, English, is responsible for developing hierarchies of cultural production that have contributed directly to social and systematic determinations of whose lives matter and why. And so, in order to remedy that, they have decided that we, this is the department, we believe that undoing persistent recalcitrant anti-blackness in our discipline and our institutions must be the collective responsibility of all faculty. 
What if a faculty member doesn't agree? What if a student doesn't agree? What if a student says, look, I've studied English. I've taught English. I, I just don't see it. I don't see the anti-blackness. I don't see the colonialism in the variety of people in the canon and people who can be read outside the canon. What is a faculty member supposed to do? What is a student supposed to do who's trying to get a PhD? And he opposes what the faculty believes. The faculty as an institution, as a unit, is not supposed to believe anything. It's supposed to believe that English is an important discipline to teach and that students have a right to make up their mind about Faulkner. They have a right to make up their mind about other writers. They have the right to make up their mind to decide whether The Merchant of Venice is anti-Semitic or is a play about anti-Semitism. They have a right to decide how to read and interpret various items of literature. Faculties as a collective unit don't believe they're supposed to teach. This is propaganda. This is not teaching. And it's very dangerous. Look, I was in the Soviet Union in the 1970s, and I saw faculties there had to believe. They had to believe in communism. They had to believe in the evils of capitalism. I've seen it in other totalitarian places around the world, but at the University of Chicago? What, are we making faculty members now take loyalty oaths? I swear that I will always argue against this position and that position. I swear that I believe. That's not the way faculties should operate. And it's very dangerous that it's going on at a major university, one of the top universities in the United States of America, one of the top departments. If you don't agree with this, and I don't agree with it, let your voices be heard. If you have students, children, friends on the University of Chicago faculty, let your voice be heard. The faculty doesn't determine what a university is. A university goes beyond the faculty. It's comprised of students, alumni, and others. And we have to make sure that universities are not turned into propaganda mills representing one stream of thought and not allowing for other points of view or other beliefs to be expressed. Because this is the road to censorship. This is the road to totalitarianism. And our university students today are our leaders tomorrow. So this is a source of great worry and concern. Let's turn to San Francisco State University, which has invited a convicted terrorist and potential mass murderer to educate its students. The woman's name is Leila Khaled. You may remember her. 50 years ago, she was involved in the hijacking of a plane on which there were American citizens and citizens of countries all over the world. She had a hand grenade in her hand. She was threatening to blow up everybody on that airplane if her demands were not met. Fortunately, there was an Israeli security agent on the plane. He managed to grab her, defuse the hand grenade, and nobody was killed. But she was convicted of terrorism and then released in a prisoner exchange. Now she's educating students at the University of San Francisco, San Francisco State University. Well, the president of the university says, but we're entitled to hear different points of view. Well, that's right. But when the mayor of Jerusalem tried to speak at that same university, San Francisco State University, he was prohibited from speaking. I would never be invited to speak at San Francisco State. I challenge San Francisco State to invite me to respond to this terrorist. They won't do it because they have a point of view as a university. And it's a point of view against Israel 
and in favor of the Palestinian entity, and it's a belief. And if students disagree with that belief, how are they going to be fairly graded or fairly evaluated? This has to stop. Universities are not propaganda mills. They are not places where students are supposed to be told to believe a certain point of view, whether it's about anti-blackness or anti-Zionism or any other anti or pro. Universities are where students learn how to think. They learn how to be scientists. They learn how to be doctors. They learn how to be engineers. They learn how to analyze plays in the English department. They learn how to assess politics in the political science department. But the political science department shouldn't be supporting candidates for president. That's not their position. And other departments shouldn't be supporting controversial points of view. Let the students decide. Let them hear all sides of the issue. Let them learn how to think. This is about the future of America because our leaders, our future leaders, are in these classrooms today. How do I know that? Because I taught our future leaders for 50 years. When I would look out at my 150 students in my first year criminal law class, I would see scared, frightened students, afraid that I would get, I would call on them and I would expose them to my very rigorous Socratic method because in my class there was never a right answer. Every answer got another question and another answer. But in addition to seeing 150 frightened students, I would see the future president of the United States, the future editor-in-chief of the New York Times, the future chief justice of the United States, the future CEO of Goldman Sachs. Why do I say I would see those students? Because I did see those students. Those were among the students in my classes, the future leaders. And the future leaders today are being propagandized. They're being told what to believe. They're being told what to think instead of how to think. This is a danger to all America, and we must confront it, and we must confront it directly, without any censorship, without denial of academic freedom. Let's remember, it's not only the faculty that has academic freedom, it's the students that have academic freedom. They have a right to think for themselves. They have a right to decide for themselves. They have a right to decide what to believe. The university doesn't say, we believe. That's propaganda, not education. This is Alan Dershowitz on The Dersh Show. If you disagree, let me know. As I promised you, you'll never be bored.